Romans 11, verses 7 through 10, these are God's words. What then? Israel has not obtained what it seeks, but the elect have obtained it, and the rest were blinded. Just as it is written, God has given them a spirit of stupor, eyes that they should not see, and ears that they should not hear, to this very day. And David says, let their table become a snare and a trap, a stumbling block and a recompense to them. Let their eyes be darkened so that they do not see, and bow down their back always. So far the reading of God's inspired uh, and inerrant word. So the apostle asks, now that he has uh, gone over how the the Lord is redeeming for himself a remnant and how Israel has throughout their history actually not properly responded to him uh, or to his word. Uh, and yet at every stage he preserved for himself or he preserved the remnant whom he had reserved uh, for himself. Uh, the apostle turns back to the question, what is happening spiritually? What is going on with those Israelites who are ethnic Israelites uh, but are not believing in the Lord Jesus? Uh, and the answer is they are not, uh, they have not obtained righteousness. Uh, you remember all the way back at the end of uh, cha- uh, chapter 9, he said, Israel, pursuing the law of righteousness, has not attained to the law of righteousness. So they were pursuing righteousness as if it was by works, uh, and yet God uh, only gives righteousness as something that is counted to men through faith in Jesus Christ, both by the grace of what Christ has done and the grace that gives them faith to be united to Christ. And so uh, justification, right standing before God, is all by God's grace and not at all by our work. If uh, if you ever find yourself, or if even now, uh, you are trying to uh, keep right with God, make yourself feel right with God by what you do, stop. It is not by works. It is by grace. Uh, and he returns then to the thought from the end of chapter 9, what then? Israel has not obtained what it seeks, but... The elect have obtained it. So there are actually Israelites like Paul who are running after it as if it were by works. And then God literally, for in Paul's sake, in Paul's case, literally knocked him down and caused him to come to, to righteousness only by faith in the Lord Jesus Christ, only by grace. Uh, and so, There are those Israelites, and the way that those are differentiated from the other, and verse verse 7 tells us, is they are the elect. The elect have obtained it. So Israel has not obtained what it seeks, but the elect uh, have obtained it. And that's what makes the difference. Uh, And so he's, he's giving us this answer that he has been giving us, not just from the end of chapter 9, but from the beginning of chapter 9, where he says in verse 6, But it is not that the word of God has taken no effect, for they are not all Israel who are of Israel. And then in verse 8, 
the children of the promise are counted as the seed. So that's, that's the difference. There has always been the distinction between ethnic Israel or all Israel, to use the language of uh, 9 verse uh, 6, or uh, in this case, in 11 verse 7, just Israel, referring uh, uh, to Israel generally or ethnically, there's always been a difference between ethnic Israel and elect Israel. Israel has not obtained what it seeks, but the elect have obtained it. And when he says the elect, he means elect Israelites. He means Israelites like himself, like he's just been discussing uh, in the first six verses of the chapter. And so those who do not like to make this distinction simply do not like to agree with the apostle, do not like to agree with the Holy Spirit, are not even understanding 1 Kings 19, uh, where uh, Elijah was obviously making that distinction as well as the apostle uh, was referring to here. So the first thing to see is the difference between Israel visibly and covenantally in that external um, covenant administration under Moses and the elect within Israel. And it's an important distinction for us because the visible, invisible church distinction continues. There are many in the visible church who are counted among the people of God and who are called Christian by the church of God, who are yet not elect, not believing in the Lord Jesus Christ, not made, not made right with God through faith in the Lord Jesus Christ. And so we must rest not upon our covenant membership, but upon Christ himself. Uh, and what uh, what is the case with those who do not believe in Jesus? They're blinded. They're rightly blinded. God doesn't owe them uh, to remove their blindness. In fact, justice uh, would demand that they be given over to their blindness. And this is what God had done. Uh, he had declared in Isaiah 29 that he had given them a spirit of stupor or would give them over to a spirit of stupor. Uh, and the apostle immediately quotes that just as it is written, God has given them a spirit of stupor. Uh, in fact, one of the mechanisms by which God gave them over to the spirit of stupor was precisely the same preaching that, if by God's grace he had blessed it to them, would have brought them to faith. So we just heard not too many wor- uh, not uh, too many verses ago, uh, faith comes by hearing and hearing the word of God. Uh, and yet here... He quotes now not Isaiah 29, but Isaiah 6, where God says he's going to send him, says, send Isaiah as a preacher to Israel. But what's Israel going to do? They're going to have eyes, but they won't see. They're going to have ears, but they won't hear. They're going to have hearts, but they won't understand. They won't turn. Uh, in fact, Isaiah, who immediately before that had said, here am I, send me, he hears what the response is going to be. Uh, in large part to his preaching, and he says, Oh, Lord, how long? And so we ourselves must remember always, whenever we are reading the Bible, whenever we're coming under preaching, that we need God to soften our hearts, to open our eyes, to give us true hearing, to turn our hearts towards him. Because the same word that God uses to save the elect 
is a word by which he actually blinds and hardens those who are not elect. And this is exactly what they deserve because they have rejected God and they have rejected Christ. And uh, that's where the quote in verse 9 and 10 comes from. It's from Psalm 69 in which David is writing and he, he is writing as God's anointed uh, and he is writing in response to those who have rejected him as God's anointed and he cries out, let their table become a snare and a trap, a stumbling block and a recompense to them. Let their eyes be darkened so that they do not see and bow down their back always. The table, of course, being something that is a blessing and not just a blessing ordinarily where you eat at your table every day and you enjoy the, the fruit of your labor. And there are many self-deceived who are not trusting in the Lord Jesus. They work as if they are earning the reward of, uh, uh, of, their, uh, of their labor from God, whereas we are taught to ask God for our daily bread, which doesn't mean don't work. It just means don't think that the bread you get from working was something you deserved. It was something that God gave you by grace. It was something that God gave you by mercy, the overflow of his goodness to you. Uh, but there are those who think that their food is being given to them as an evidence of God's favor towards them, God's uh, redeeming, justifying favor towards them. Uh, but it's actually a trap. It's a snare and a stumbling block because they think they can have the blessing of God while rejecting the anointed of God. And so David in Psalm 69 had prayed this uh, in... Um, in solemn and serious curse against those who thought that they had the blessing of God while they rejected David, the anointed of God. Uh, and now here is Israel as a whole considering themselves the blessed people with the great blessings that show that they are the favored ones of God all the while rejecting Christ. No, no. They are being blinded as they deserve to be for rejecting the Lord. That's, that is what is happening with Israel uh, at the time. And uh, of course, if we were to go on, we would uh, be well warned as the Lord, if he spares us uh, to get there into verse 11 and following, we would be warned not then to be hostile to Israel or, or to consider this the last word about Israel. Uh, but to desire all the more that God would redeem them from such a terrible estate as being so self-deceived as to be blinded into thinking they are favored of God while at the same time rejecting rejecting Christ. No, uh, their, their delusions of favored status apart from trusting in Jesus are a spirit of stupor. It is the blindness of eyes that don't see. It is the deafness of ears that don't hear. Their table has become a snare and a trap, a stumbling block to them, uh, even as they rightly deserve. And so when we pray for them to be saved, we're not praying, Lord, give them as they deserve. We're praying that God would overflow in forgiveness and grace and mercy and change them. And give them as according to Christ's deserves. Give them according to what Christ deserves by bringing them to faith in him. Amen. Let's pray.
Our gracious God and our Heavenly Father, we pray that you would help us to remember that you are making us right, was all righteous with yourself, was all by your electing love, by your grace, by what Christ has done, and even our faith in him is a gift that you gave us over against what we were, over against what we deserved. And we pray, Lord, for all those uh, who are not believing in him, that you would indeed bring them to faith. And we pray especially for those who think that they are your favored ones, apart from resting entirely only upon who the Lord Jesus is and what the Lord Jesus has done. Have mercy, O God, and deliver them from their spirit of stupor. And yet we confess you just to have given them over to it. Uh, We pray that justice and mercy would kiss at the cross and that you would glorify yourself in redeeming them. We ask it in Christ's name. Amen.